The summer months are often a time when families travel together, perhaps vacation, a family reunion, or just a quick trip to grandma's house. These road trips can either be miserable or days when wonderful memories are made. What a picture of all of life. We are just passing through this world and families must learn how to enjoy the Lord and one another as we make the journey together. We are taking a summer road trip through the book of Philippians, the book of Christian joy, and discovering principles to help our homes. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. There is no Christian life without Christ, and there is no Christian home without Christ. We're walking through Philippians chapter 3 to see Christ in the Christian home. And we've learned already, first of all, that our joy must be found in Christ. Some of the most miserable families I know are the ones that are trying to be happy. Uh, A longer vacation, uh, a new hobby, a bigger house, a new car, more money, more toys, that's not going to bring you lasting joy. Oh, it may bring you some temporary happiness, but you must find your joy not in the material, not in the temporal, but in the spiritual and in the eternal. And and let me just give this this little footnote as well. Very often, even well-intentioned Christian people will build their, their happiness on good things that are not the best things. Martin Lloyd Jones used to tell even preachers, he would say to them, you better find something to rejoice in besides your own sermons because someday you may not even be able to preach those sermons. That's great counsel. It must never be joy in what we can do, what we've accomplished, what we can acquire. It must be joy in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we pick up where we left off in verse 3. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the Spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Do you hear the end? Not only must we find joy in our homes in Christ, but secondly, we must find our confidence in Jesus Christ. There's a a beautiful section here that begins in verse 3 where he says we have no confidence in the flesh. We don't trust ourselves. The apostle Paul would write in another place that in him that was in his flesh dwells no good thing. Well, if that was true of Paul, that is certainly true of us. And then he goes on here in Philippians 3 and verse 4 to say, to say this, though I might also have confidence in the flesh. I've marked in my Bible in verse 3, no confidence, and in verse 4, confidence. And I've written in the margin of my Bible, this is the great struggle in all of life. Either I'm going to trust my flesh or I'm not. I'm either going to have confidence in what I can get done and accomplish and acquire or have no confidence in that. It's the great struggle. See, everybody's going to trust somebody. Everybody's going to lean on something. Paul goes on, if any other man thinketh that he hath whereof he might trust in the flesh, I more. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews as touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me those I counted loss for Christ. What's he saying? He's saying that though he had done all of these good things, he had worked and tried and and put forth so much energy and effort and everything looked good on the outside, he finally came to the realization that all of that was nothing and that the only person he could truly trust is Jesus Christ. 
My friend, I want you to know that in our homes, there is this great struggle. Now, certainly, uh, there must be trust in a marriage and trust between parents and children. Uh, that's the, the right kind of human trust in relationships. And we count on one another. We're family, and it should be that way. But let me just tell you, even those you love most and they love you, even those who, who try hardest are going to disappoint you and let you down. And dear one, you cannot produce for your family what your family needs. You can't be everything they need. There's only one person that we can absolutely trust and have entire confidence in, and that's the person of Jesus Christ. And Paul was testifying here, so let me just pause and testify for a moment. I've had to learn as a husband that I can't be the husband my wife needs and deserves. Apart from Jesus Christ, I need Christ. I can't be the father that my children need. I can't be the, the man that my household needs unless the Lord Jesus Christ is in his rightful place and I'm leaning on him. I'm not smart enough. I need divine wisdom. I'm not strong enough. I need divine enabling. Uh, I can't produce what needs to be produced. I can't accomplish what needs to be accomplished. Oh, but Jesus can. Christ can. Praise God for this. And so perhaps today you're in that tension. You're in that great struggle where you're trying to make it happen and get it done. I'll just remind you that religious flesh is still just flesh, and flesh is never enough. In fact, flesh will let you down every time. What he's leading us to here is away from the life of flesh into the life of faith. Flesh is depending on the best I can do. Faith is depending on the best Christ can do. So let me just ask you, listener, would you rather have the best you can accomplish or would you rather have Christ best in your family? If it is true that our joy must be in Christ, then it is equally true that our confidence must be in Christ. We'll continue this in our next study. But did you notice the word in verse 7? He said, but what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. This is divine arithmetic. You know that God's arithmetic is different than our arithmetic, right? His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. This is a powerful passage. Paul lines up on one side of the ledger all of the good that he has on his own, all the good he can do, all the good he can accomplish, all of his best intentions. He puts all of those on one side. And on the other side of the ledger, one thing, Christ. And he said, I want you to know that Christ outweighs all of that. In that ancient culture, they would use scales to weigh the value of gold and silver or any other item. And he said, put everything on one side of the scales and Jesus on the other, and Jesus outweighs it all. In fact, this is really interesting. In verse 7, it says, but what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Uh, people understand gain and loss. Uh, so we have... Uh, Something coming in, something going out. Did you know the word gain here is in the plural and the word loss is in the singular? This is really interesting. All the things that were so many gains to me, I mean, there were just so many things. All of that I counted loss, singular, for Christ. It was all singularly nothing. It all came to nothing compared to the person of Jesus Christ. Look, I need Jesus. My wife needs Jesus. My kids need Jesus. We all need Jesus, and our only confidence must be in Christ. And you know, we men are the worst because we think, I'm the man of the house. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps and get it done. <laughs> Dear one, 
Your force will only take you so far, but faith will take you all the way. You need more than your strength and ability. You need divine power. In fact, the Apostle Paul had the equivalent of three PhDs. Did you know that? Three PhDs in his day. And yet, he says here, all of that was just one big loss until I came to know Jesus Christ. His math is not off. It's divine arithmetic. This is the divine counting, and we'll return to it in the next verse, in verse 8 and following in our next study. But suffice it to say this today, that our only faith and confidence, our trust, must be in the sufficiency of Jesus Christ. I have no idea who's listening right now, and I certainly have no idea what your needs are. But I know I'm speaking to a lot of people with a lot of need, and there's a great variety, but I have good news, and it is this, Christ is enough. For every fear, for every deficiency, for every struggle, Uh, for every conflict, for every question, for every uncertainty, uh, for every dark hour, Christ is enough for your Christian life and for your Christian home. Find your joy in Christ and find your confidence in Him alone. What can you take away from this study of God's Word? Where do you need to apply truth to your own life and family? God's Word is the guidebook for this journey of life, and we sincerely pray that you will follow it. Visit us at enjoyingthejourney.org for additional resources for your home and Christian life. Plan to join us again on our next study and encourage all of your family to make the summer road trip with us. May God bless you and those you love today.